This week on the podcast, I'm taking you behind the scenes of my recent brand refresh, which resulted in a brand new website and my podcast getting updated as well. This is the Authentic Brand Builders Podcast with Michelle Knight. Welcome back, Authentic Brand Builders. I am so excited that you are here. We are continuing our conversation from last week where I shared more about how I knew it was time for a brand refresh and some signs that it might be time for yours as well. And so this week, I wanted to take you behind the scenes of my recent refresh, share with you my process that I follow. This is also the same process that I teach my clients. I work with so many clients every year that are going through the exact same thing, whether it's a simple refresh or a complete rebrand, or they're building their brand from scratch. The same process remains. I'm gonna walk you through what that looks like, and then I'm gonna share just some behind the scenes tidbits of what went really well, some tips that I have for you, and some areas that turned out to be really difficult as I updated my website. So let's first talk about this process. Now again, this is the exact same process that I recommend you go through, um, that all my clients go through, and how long it takes each step of the process is going to depend a lot on how much of your brand is already developed. So for myself, my goal was to go through this process in two weeks. I had a two-week limit for a brand refresh. Unfortunately, I got really sick at the beginning of the year, and so that wiped out an entire week. But all in from like start to launch of the new website, it was two weeks. And that was really my goal because I didn't want this to be a long drawn out process. It's really easy to have this process take forever, but I do not recommend that. I think the longer that it takes, the more you pull yourself from other business activities, especially money-making activities, and that's not what we want. And I talk about that a lot in regards to your brand, that even as you are building your brand, you really want to start thinking about the marketing. And if you're already out there and marketing, but going through maybe a brand refresh, you don't want to pull back on your marketing. You don't want to lose that momentum and just go behind the scenes, put your head down and be working on your computer. So I always recommend setting some sort of timeline and we'll talk about that when I get into some of my tips. So the process that I like to go through is step number one is to just map it out. What pages are you going to have? We're going to talk website specific. What pages are you going to have? What are some of the key things that you want to include on your website? You know, I always recommend that you have a home base, your home page of your website, a story page, all about that trust building, also known as an about me page, but we call it my story here at Brand Mary. And then you have a work with me page, or if you only have one product, you can just have one sales page. And then you also have some sort of resource. Maybe that's a podcast page or your blog page, or if you create videos, you could have uh, a page that links to your videos. I always recommend that you have a really high value content page on your website. So traditionally a blog page where you're producing content each week or every other week video, podcasting, written content that gives your audience a place to go get really valuable information, get to know you, get to know your process. It really helps in the conversion rate of your website and of your business. So please keep that in mind. If you don't already have a blog or something, make it a goal this year to do that. 
So really just kind of map it out. What pages are you going to have? And this is when you want to start thinking about, you know, how do you want people to feel? What's the overall vibe of your website? What does this brand refresh look like? And again, we're going to go into some of these details when I get into some of my tips as well. So once you've mapped it out and you're you're pretty clear on maybe the structure of the website, then it's about going to look for design inspiration. Now, I love to use Pinterest for this and I really simply just go and look at templates. So I'll type in some of the keywords that I have for my brand refresh. For this one specifically, it was minimalist. Uh, simple was a big one I used. Clean, like those were the keywords that I really was looking for with this new website. And then I just use the word template to go with it. I'm not necessarily looking to buy a template, although highly, highly recommend that you do that if you are not great at designing or you struggle with moving through the design process, maybe you don't have someone to bounce ideas off of that's a great designer, templates are amazing, absolutely amazing. And they're so high quality and easy to update now that if you struggle or you really get stuck in this design process, make your life a lot easier and get yourself a template. So you might find one during the design inspiration that really speaks to you and you can run with that. What I like to do, because I really love designing and I'm very picky <laughs> about what I like, I've never really found a template that 100% speaks to me. I might like one page here or one element here. So I start gathering that information in a Pinterest board so that I can make notes like, oh, I really love how this page is laid out or I really like this kind of style. I like these specific colors, just making note of what's really speaking to me before I get into the actual redesign process. Then I put up, pump the brakes on designing, okay? I pump the brakes on designing and I start with the messaging. Because we all know that a pretty website doesn't mean anything if your messaging is not on point. Just because you have a really nice, branded, beautiful website does not mean it's going to convert. That comes down to your messaging. And this is really the sweet spot that I work with my clients on, really solidifying their messaging, making it super magnetic, making it really authentic to them, because this is honestly probably the hardest part that people struggle with. And I struggle with it too. <laughs> like I do this all the time for other people, but when I have to do my own messaging, it takes a little while. So I give myself a solid amount of time to write my copy. The way that I like to do this and the way that I do it with my clients is in Google Docs. So we have a folder that's website folder and each page of the website has its own Google Doc page. So you've got your home page, your about me page, your blog page, your sales page, all the pages that you have already determined. Now, if you are going through a brand refresh, most likely you'll be pulling from existing copy that you have and refreshing it. So I recently did this with my About Me page. I had not written my About Me page in almost eight years since I first launched my website. And so I knew there were elements of the old page that I wanted to carry in, but there were a lot of new things that I wanted to highlight as well. So I gave myself a solid day 
not a full like eight hours, but you know, like a chunk of time during the day. I think I did like an hour, hour and a half to rewrite my full about me page. Whereas my homepage was completely new. I was pulling from old copy that I had, things that had stood out to me in the past, things that I've been saying for eight years, but I was rewriting the entire page from scratch. So again, how long this takes will really depend on where you're at in the process. But focusing in on writing your copy before you start designing or getting into the actual website platform, it's going to save you so much time. Because by this point in time, we've got a clear vision of what we want it to look like. We have a bit of a design idea. We've got a lot of inspiration. And now we've solidified the copy. So then the next step, and what I love to do, is actually pull those design materials. And for me, it's all brand photography. As you all know, I love brand photography. As I'm talking, I realize I have so many complimentary videos and podcast episodes to all of these things that go deeper. So we're going to link them in the show notes on the blog. We're also going to be linking them underneath the YouTube video. So how to write your homepage, how to write your about me page, brand photography. I've got all kinds of tips on these things. So make sure you check out those bonus materials for sure. But when we're talking about personal branding, when we're talking about you being the center of your brand, which is what we believe in here at Brand Mary, and my guess is many of you are looking to create a brand around that as well, a lot of it's going to be photos of you. Um, but even if you are using stock photography, this is the time to pull the images that you are going to want that complement your brand. So you're going to be doing a little bit of digging in the archives, maybe a little bit of editing. Maybe you don't have any photos, so you want to schedule a brand photo shoot. This is the time to do that. I recently had a photo shoot last year because I knew that I was going to be going through this process and I already knew how I wanted my brand photos to communicate with my audience and the overall vibe that I wanted. So now I was able to just go through those photos and choose which ones I wanted for the homepage, about page, so on and so forth. So I like to put those inside of a Google folder. Again, we've already got a website folder here. Pop them in there so you already have it ready to go. Because then the next part of the process is to start laying it out and building it. Now, I use Squarespace. I know a lot of people are gonna ask this question. I use Squarespace, I've been using Squarespace for years. One of the reasons that I had waited to update my website is because I was on old school 7.0 because I started my website a long time ago and they recently upgraded to 7.1. And I knew a lot of people who had rebuilt their entire website on 7.1 and I was uninterested in that option because I have over 400 blog posts. <laughs> so I waited and I waited and I crossed my fingers and I held my hands together and finally they came out with the option to switch from 7.1 to 7 7.0 to 7.1 with one click. And I took advantage of it. So if you're on 7.0, you now have access to that. Again, if you're just building your website from scratch, Squarespace is my number one recommendation. Really great with SEO, uh, very easy to update, fantastic pages. Overall, I've just loved being on that platform. But of course, there are other platforms that you can choose and work with. What you're focused on right now is actually getting in there and laying out all those pages. Now, again, you already know how you want the design to look. You've already written the copy and you've already chosen your photos. So yes, it's going to take you time to lay that out and adjust your fonts and you know modify your colors and things like that. But you're saving yourself a ton of time by doing this prep work that you have done. And then once you get the layout all done, it's all about revising it. So I am a big fan of building a page 
and then putting it away, (laughs) sleeping on it, coming back to it, sleeping on it, coming back to it. And honestly, we did that for each of the pages probably about three or four times. And I say we because my husband did help me with this process, and I'm going to talk more about that in the tip section, part two of this episode. But then you're ready to rock and roll. And it seems so simple, like it seems like such a simple process, but I have to tell you that all the prep work that you do helps with the actual implementation. I've worked with a lot of people, and I've done this myself as well, where I go in and I start building the page without any clear roadmap of what I want the page to look like, without any copy already written, so I'm writing it as I go, without any of the photos or design or style guide or anything mapped out, and it takes forever. I have done this numerous times where I'm like, I'm going to write a sales page. And I go in to Squarespace and I go to start creating it. And we're talking hours and days later, I have a sales page and I am like to the point where I don't even like it, right? Because you've been staring at it for so long. If I had just gone into a Google Doc, written out my sales page, put in line breaks on where the style was changing and chose my photos, it would have been a lot easier. And I know from experience that when you do it this way, not only does it save you a lot of time, but by the end, you actually um, still love the sales page and you don't want to like, you know, delete it because you're so annoyed with it. So if you've gone through this before and you haven't tried this prep work, try this prep work because I promise it makes the process a lot easier. And that's universal, whether you're just writing a new page, you're updating your whole website, anything like that. When we were choosing the branding, for the new podcast, Authentic Brand Builders, we had a couple photos that so many of you voted on on Instagram. Thank you, thank you for that, by the way. When I got my new brand photos back, I posted some of my favorites and I said, help me choose the podcast photo. Well, it was pretty much a majority of the photo that we chose, which is the plants in the background and an orange sweater, but it was pretty dang close to this other photo that I also really loved. So my husband and I were in Canva and we created a bunch of different designs and then we slept on it and we went back to it the next day and we picked out, you know, one of each that we liked. And then we put them on a mock-up for a podcast like I have on my homepage. And I imagined I was scrolling like on Spotify or I was scrolling on Apple Podcasts and I wanted to specifically look and see which one grabbed my attention immediately. And it was clear that it was the one that we went with, the orange sweater and and the green. I wanted that to pop, right? So that's kind of all part of that revision process. It's like stepping away from it, looking at it with fresher eyes, thinking about your ideal customer, thinking about what where they're at, what they're looking for. And that's something that I do in, in everything, right? It, it always gets a nice little overnight sleep and then we jump back into it with, a, with fresh perspective. Okay, so that's the process. Again, seems super simple, highly, highly effective. Now let's talk about part two, which is more of kind of the behind the scenes of, you know, what worked, what didn't work. I've got my notepad here and I'll be looking at it if you are watching this video on YouTube. But the very first thing that I recommend, as I've mentioned, is to gather your inspiration, right? So going on to Pinterest and looking at things that you enjoy, that is really important, right? Because it's it's nice to get inspiration from other areas. I am not a designer in the sense that I can just like, 
magically like create something from nothing. I am definitely the type of designer that can pull pieces of inspiration that I see and then make it into my own and have it speak to me. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't play one on TV. You know, I just know what I like for my brand. But there can be a small issue with this. And this is something that I always have to work through as a perfectionist and as someone who has a tendency to kind of look outside of herself every so often for the answer. And that is getting really wrapped up in what other people are doing. So my biggest recommendation is that as you're gathering this inspiration, you're gathering it with kind of like blockers on, if you will. If you're going to look at a template, you know, you're not then going deeper and looking at someone's website and studying their whole website and their copy and, or you're not looking at an influencer that you like and you're studying their exact layout. Like that's not the point here. The point here is to get inspiration that has you going, I know exactly where to start. Now let me get started. And it can be tricky. I'll be honest. And this is true for, I think, every part of being a business owner. When we're marketing, we're looking at somebody's marketing strategy or how they do their videos or their short form videos or how their podcast is or whatever. But we need to make sure that we're not looking outside of ourselves for the answers. We're just looking to get the party started. We're just looking for that little bit of inspiration, especially if you are someone like me who again, has trouble creating, you know, a design from absolutely nothing. And there was even a moment when I was doing my (laughs) About Me page because it had been eight years since I've written it. I know my freaking structure, but I think I had a lot of, I don't know, fear around rewriting it somehow because again, it had been eight years. It has served me so amazing in those eight years that I started to look at other people that I admire in my industry and read their about me pages. And I remember my husband coming in the room and he's like, how's it going? And I was like, I feel stuck. And he was like, what are you doing? Are you looking at other people? I was like, yes, I'm doing what I know I shouldn't be doing, you know? And I just had to have that moment to come back to reality. So I get that it happens, but I am here to bring you back to reality and remind you, you know, you know what you need to say to your ideal customer if you've done the branding work, which I hope you have if you're going through a brand refresh. Just do it, right? (laughs) Just do it. Somebody else might have an amazing page, but that's their page. That's what works for them. You need to create what works for you. And of course, I've got an About Me page uh, template video that shares kind of a structure for your page that you can use to get started and we'll link that in the show notes as well. Okay, number two, and this is just, I'm just re-emphasizing this from the process, is always start writing first. Always start writing the messaging first because your messaging is key. Again, it is not enough to have an amazing design. In fact, that's not what's gonna sign you clients. It's not. I personally want to have a beautifully designed space, website, materials, because I want to non-verbally communicate with my audience, absolutely. But at the end of the day, if I stripped it all away, had a photo of me and had really strong copy, I know that it could work. And so you've really got to make sure when you are going through a brand refresh, a rebrand, that you focus in on the messaging because that most likely is why you are feeling called to make this change in the first place. I shared in last week's episode that I had refreshed my website back in 2022. 
And I didn't change any of the copy because I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, I just need a design refresh. But deep down, that wasn't what it was. It was a messaging refresh that didn't needed to ripple out into the design aspects. So always make sure if you are going to go through this process that you are taking the time and you are very diligent with the copy, with the messaging, with the overall flow of, you know, what you're trying to communicate with your audience because it truly is important. The first line on my website, I sat with that. I had a couple different options and I revisited those multiple times. I tried them on the page once it had been designed to see which one really spoke to me. And then I went with that one. So yes, it is a process. Yes, it does help to have someone from the outside who can help you with this. This is why if you aren't somebody who's really great at messaging or copywriting or haven't done it a lot or just really struggle to see what you can't see right in front of you, this is why it can be helpful to hire a coach or a consultant or someone to support you with those. But, 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 but not always necessary. And again, if you are going through this process to do a brand refresh, please don't just focus on the look. Focus on that, like the heart, right? The heart of the website. What are you ultimately saying and communicating with your ideal customer? So again, I like, I like Google Docs. I use these with my clients all the time so that I can go in and help edit or add comments or pull more out of them if I need more or tell them we need to cut some if we need to cut some. So it's just a really great way to, um, to, to do the writing, to build it before you put it on to the web page. The third tip, and I did a really good job of this this time, and I'm pretty proud of myself, and it's to like define your vibe. Define the audience, right? Be super clear on your ideal customer and your audience for your refresh. To understand kind of the flow, how you want your audience to feel. Now, I say I did really good on this this time because as I've mentioned in last week's episode, I technically did a brand refresh in 2022, but I was not ready. And I share some behind the scenes of why I wasn't ready. And I didn't follow these steps. I knew my ideal customer because it had been the same ideal customer that I've had for many years, but I didn't sit down and say, I want my website to feel like this. I kind of just pulled from my foundation, you know, like I had known this about my brand for a really long time. Let's just carry that in. But because I was going through a brand rate, refresh, brand refresh, what I should have done is asked myself those foundational branding questions again. How do you want your audience to feel, right? Who is my ideal customer? Have something shifted? Most likely the answer is yes if you are going through a brand refresh. So going back through the ideal customer work and updating your client profile. So these again were like, preliminary steps that I took before the most recent relaunch, refresh that I did. And they truly paid off because when I was organizing the layout, I knew that I wanted it to be simple. I found myself as I was going through the design process, trying to get like really intricate and like dynamic. And it was kind of stressing me out. And then I remembered this isn't what you wanted. You know what I mean? Like this isn't what you decided you wanted your brand to look like. And I could go back to what I had determined for my brand refresh and really touch base with that yet again. And that really helped keep me on my path. And I'm really thankful for that. So take those extra steps to really determine, 
you know, what are the, what's the overall feel of your brand? If you are redoing your website, you know, do you want it to have a lot of moving parts? Do you want it to be simple? Do you want to have a lot of white space? Are you looking to add more pops of color? What do you want to highlight? What do you want to be the overall feeling that is coming out of your photos? You know, like really thinking deep about this stuff is incredibly helpful. And as always, this is a perfect time to go through your ideal customer work yet again. I have been preaching ideal customer work for so many years. And if you do it the first time, okay, and you and you do it correctly, when you go through something like this, this brand refresh, you don't have to go through the tedious process of, of going deep into all this research over and over again because it's a simple update. And so I have a client profile inside of my brand folder inside of Google Drive. And I was able to go in and update and just kind of, you know, say like, where is my ideal customer at in their journey? What are some of their pain points? What are some of their desires? And there was new stuff that I was able to add or modify. And that helped me as I was going through the brand refresh. So just like I talk about the brand foundations and how important they are, they play a role now. Even if you're doing an update, you got to go back and check in on those things. Because as I've said, from experience. I didn't do that in 2022. I rushed into it and of course it felt off, right? Because I hadn't done the work to ground myself in my brand before I started updating the design aspects. Don't do what I did, okay? Number four is give yourself hard deadlines. I'm a big fan of this just in all areas of my life. I've talked about it a lot, but uh, give yourself hard deadlines. If you're going to be updating your website, when are you planning on launching it? And more specifically, I actually love to give myself project checkpoints. So I said, by this date, the homepage is done. By this date, the about me page is done. By this date, the blog is done. And that really helped me stay on track. Now, obviously, life can happen. We are the CEO of our lives and our business. We can move things around if we need to. But honoring that commitment to yourself to say, I don't want to spend the rest of the, you know, the quarter on this whole freaking website. I want to get it done in two weeks. Then honor that and set some deadlines for yourself. That really paid off for me, again, because... I had started the year pretty sick, so I was able to bump it back a week, the launch, but I still stuck to my two weeks, and that was great because I got to move on with my life <laughs> after the refresh. I was like, okay, that's done. Now we can you know, move on to something new, which is exciting. So uh, highly, highly recommend deadlines on your calendar. Don't just say them in your head. Write them down. Write them down and honor them. And this is true as well if you're just getting started with branding, because I know some of you listening might not even have a brand right now and you're not in a brand refresh, you know, stage, you're just starting the branding process. You're looking at building those brand foundations. I keep talking about same thing goes for you. 30 days, max, 30 days, get it done. I'm serious. I'm so serious because if this podcast has taught you anything, it's that you're going to be refreshing it at some point in time. You're going to be updating it at some point in time. You change, you grow, you learn new things about yourself and what you love talking about, your audience, your content. Don't spend 90 days on building the foundation. Spend 30 days, build that solid foundation, and know that you can always update it and revamp it as you go, all right? So hard deadlines for you as well. 
Number five. Now, this was obviously something that I could do because I was going through a brand refresh, but it was pull from past copy, pull from past uh, content that I wrote, that I really loved, things I've said. So this was something that I was super aware of as I was going through my personal refresh. So much of what I was doing was really kind of taking a step back to what my brand communicated a few years ago. So as I mentioned last week, you know, I went through a period between 2019 to like 2020, well, three kind of, beginning of 2023, where a lot of what I was talking about and presenting was was focused on marketing, right? Sharing your brand with the world, which I think is still very, very important. But prior to that, so much of what I talked about, some of my best performing content, some of the things that I have a video on Facebook that has thousands and thousands of views, they, it was all centered around brand storytelling. And I knew that that was the direction that I was going back to, returning home to, if you will. So rather than reinventing the wheel, I knew I had really valuable stuff that I could just reintegrate. So I went back and I transcribed some old videos that I had done to see like, ooh, did I say something repeatedly that I just needed to remind myself of? Um, did Was there an old blog post? I have a brand storytelling blog post. I pulled some really great talking points out of that. I looked at old social media posts. I even looked at my old website back from 2018. And I was able to kind of pull in and then revamp that copy. So if you are going through this process and it is a refresh, not a complete rebrand, look at some of the things that you might have done in the past that you can just simply update. It's going to save you a lot of time. And it, I think it was the first time I'd actually done this when it comes to like the website. I obviously pull from old content all the time. Like I send emails that I have sent three years ago all the time. Uh, no shame in that game. But I hadn't done it with my website before. And this time I did. And not only did it make it easier, like it made the process so much easier to write copy, it was really fun. It was really fun to go, I said that? That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. We should highlight that. Or just to kind of get like re-energized and excited about this whole process. So if you do have fast materials, go look at them. Learn from yourself. Study yourself. It can be really, really cool to see what you discover. And then the last thing that I want to share with you is it's really important to have a trusted partner or trusted feedback in this process. I've worked with enough clients to know that you absolutely should not send this, send your website out to your closest group of friends or your colleagues and say, hey, can you give me feedback? Why? We don't need their feedback. We need your ideal customer's feedback or somebody that knows your brand so well, knows what you're trying to communicate so well that they can give you feedback. Because I did this when I first started as well. Our very first website, I think we asked like people for feedback and some of the feedback we got was like, well, I wouldn't say that or I wouldn't say that this way or this doesn't make sense to me. And then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's because none of you are trying to leave your nine to five. Like, you know, like I'm not talking to you. So why would I ask for your feedback? Now, that's not to say that feedback isn't great. You can absolutely say, hey, 
Could you check for spelling errors on the website? Could you look at this on your mobile phone and let me know if anything's cut off? Absolutely. But I think it's really important as you're going through this process to have someone or a few people that you can bounce ideas off of. I was very protective with this brand refresh. And I think part of the reason is that I've had some past experiences where I've sent it out to colleagues or friends and they've given me feedback. And I started to question why I was doing things. And that's not the vibe this year. <laughs> the vibe this year is trusting myself, trusting my instincts. And so I, I only showed it to my husband and he obviously knows my brand. He has been here since day one. He has helped with every single website except the website from 2022, ironically enough, which we all know how that turned out. Um, but I really trusted his opinion. But even before, before I would ask for his feedback, I'd say, okay, I specifically would like to know your thoughts on blah, 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 right? Can you read over this copy and just share with me your view of it? But I'm not looking to change the way things are said because I know my ideal customer. You know, so it's really important to set those boundaries if you are getting that support. And if you don't have that, again, this is another really great opportunity to have a coach or a consultant. I work with so many clients who are redoing their website, redoing their brand, as I've already shared, and they really love having my feedback, right? My perspective. But what's so important is I know their brand so well because I've helped them with that process. I help them identify their ideal customer and their niche and all of those different things. And so it's kind of like it's having a trusted partner in that aspect. And I think that's really important. Uh, so that probably is my number one tip because you can be so obsessed with what you're creating. You can love it and then you can ask someone for feedback and then totally question everything. And we do not need that. We do not want that. This is the year of trusting ourselves. That is the vibe. And if you are going to be going through a brand refresh this year, number one tip right there. That and Google Docs, right? Because got to love a good Google Docs. Uh, but when it comes to a brand refresh, there's something in your gut that's telling you it's time. There's something in your gut that's saying, mm, something feels misaligned. And you really need to honor that through the process. So I hope that sharing my simple process of, of how I actually, you know, update my website is really helpful. And then also kind of sharing these tips with you. And I think the underlying theme really is, you know, trust yourself. Trust why you're doing this. Know your ideal customer. And focus on your dang messaging, please. Because I love designers. I absolutely do. But it really comes down to what it is your page is communicating. And if the design and the words don't work together, we have a slight issue, okay? So as you, the person behind the brand, it's your job to make sure that you are communicating clearly to your ideal customer because that obviously is going to play a role in your success in all aspects of marketing and converting clients on your website. Cool? Cool. I love this for us. All right. If you are doing a brand refresh, send me a DM, comment below. I'd love to hear from you. If you haven't already joined my private channel over on Instagram, you can go to at Michelle Knight Co on Instagram. You can join my VIP channel and I post questions every single week where you can share your questions that you have or things that you're struggling with, with content creation or storytelling or branding or anything like that. It's a really great 
great, I can't talk anymore. It's a really great way to get answers and feedback from me to help you through your process. But as always, I invite you to send me a DM. I love to hear from you. I invite you to comment below, send me an email. I truly want to hear what you're doing this year and what you're up to, and especially if it involves refreshing your brand, because I just did it and I understand the process. And I know sometimes it can be hard to do on your own. I will be back next week with another episode. I have a special interview coming out. I am interviewing my former client, um, former graphic designer as well, and my dear, dear friend, Kenzie, on the podcast. We're going to be talking about authentic AI. So I hope you'll tune in for that podcast next week. As always, thank you for being here, and I'll see you soon.